0: EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast With Trevor Long EFTM
1: Alright, welcome to the EFTM Podcast It's mid-October Bathurst is, was on the weekend And it was a cracking race Formula One in Japan And it's just all good, right? It's all good. Times are good. Let's be happy. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And I'll get straight to the point. This is it. I'm doing the retro episode. So that's to come. Uh, (laughs) We're about to take a very archival look down memory lane. But before we do that, um, there is a bit going on, and we'll cover all these stories and a lot more on Two Blokes Talking Tech but I have to talk just quickly about the A C and the TPG Vodafone and Telstra network sharing deal. Um, it's bugging me a lot. And I'm really asking for anyone listening that lives in regional areas or anyone listening that travels more often than other places to regional areas, because I think this affects you. Um, remember, quick reminder here um the tpg when i say tpg i mean vodafone network okay that's what it's called now it's called tpg um tpg and telstra announced some time ago that they were going to share networks now tpg owns some really important spectrum up in the sky that telstra wouldn't darn well mind having access to um, because it's valuable um vodafone TPG is not the biggest network in Australia in terms of coverage. Um, They certainly have one heck of a uh, um, customer base, especially in city areas. But what's interesting is they want to do a deal with Telstra and Telstra wants to do this deal as well, where if you're a Vodafone customer, for example, or a TPG or an Ionet or a Kogan customer and you're in Timbuktu and there's just not enough bars of coverage there from TPG Vodafone, You'll just use the, the Telstra network. Now, this is not unheard of, and as was clarified to me in a chat on the Man Cave, the Facebook group, um, uh, TPG currently have a network sharing deal with with Optus. So if you're in not a good area, you'll actually use the Optus network, 3G only. So this deal is about 4G and 5G and going forward. So no wonder Optus is grumpy. They don't get the network sharing wholesale money that they currently get when Vodafone customers switch onto the Optus network. Telstra are doing this for two reasons. They want to clip the ticket on Vodafone customers when they roam. Fine. They also want access to TPG spectrum because they have this really important spectrum and so they want to they want to work together to build a a robust and a national network that uses everyone's spectrum and everyone's customers and it's all happy days. And if you're wondering why Telstra would do this, they know they're big and people are loyal and they're not going to suddenly burn and lose millions of customers. But they also know that there will be some people who churn. And my argument for this, and to be very clear, I made a submission to the ACCC. The ACCC are investigating this, should this happen. And they call this the regional coverage zone, which is around 4.4 million people. Um, I made a submission to the ACCC when they started this investigation. And you can read that submission. I linked to it on my website. I basically said, I've been in this game for a while, and I talked to real people about their plans and their deals. I said, it's my view that this network sharing agreement will be positive for all Australians. Most importantly, a huge deal for regional Australia who could save hundreds of dollars a year by using a different carrier on the TPG network, but still get the advantage of the Telstra coverage broadly in regional Australia. And I went to the point of saying, if if you lived in Grong Grong, New South Wales, which is just outside Narendra, uh, and $58 a month with Telstra, unlimited calls, 40 gigabytes of data. And that same customer under this deal could switch to Kogan and pay $25 a month and save $396 a year. If there's 8 million people living outside capital cities, that's $3 billion. Now, we know it's 4.4 million the way they've... Um, deemed the numbers so let's call it 1.5 billion dollars that's a huge potential saving for average users across australia now the preliminary kind of assessment statement of views by the accc doesn't seem to indicate they're excited about this they seem to think that the 10-year plan what happens after 10 years um will regional customers be left with nothing um How, who's investing in regional Australia? Telstra still is for people. So is Optus. TPG's not going to. Let's be frank. They're not going to suddenly start building thousands of towers out there Um, because they would have to charge so much to recoup that they wouldn't be competitive in the market. So what they're doing is they're going to be competitive in the market under this network sharing agreement. So if you live in Timbuktu, Grong Grong, wherever it is, or you know someone there and you're thinking, I'm stuck with Telstra, you shouldn't be. You should be able to go with a different telco and save good money. That's my point. Everyone should have that choice. The ACCC themselves chose not to allow all carriers to do domestic roaming, the, which is roaming across networks. That's, that was their decision. They're the ones knocking back competition here. So if you live in regional Australia, you know someone in regional Australia, get in touch with them, tell them. You need to, at EFTM.com, if you go under on the radio, there's a clear link to this to this story this week. EFTM, I've written this. EFTM encourage you to make your own submissions to the ACCC because I think it's really critical they hear from everyday people. And the email address is there, mergerauthorizations at ACCC.gov.au, but then there's a submission number you need to give. I highly recommend you make a submission. I really do. Because I think the power of people, If we all, if everyone listening to this right now took just 10 minutes of their life to go to EFTM, click on this regional mobile story, and then click on the link to the email and made a submission. You don't have to go formal. I wrote a letter. I made it a bit formal. You don't have to be formal. You could just say, I'm making a submission about the TPG Telstra deal, and I think customers should have choice i think there should be competition i think customers could save money and that's a good thing for australians if they hear that from f- thousands of people frankly if they hear that from hundreds of people it will overwhelm them because i looked at the um i looked at the ACCC website and i found the kind of list of submissions because, you know, they publish all the submissions, right? Um, there there was only, I think, 160 submissions. Now, that's a lot for them to read and get through and all that kind of stuff. But that's nothing. If if 160 people send an email, that'll stand up very strongly um, against any organizations. And by the way, Optus is one of those organizations that doesn't want this to happen um let's use people power let's ask the question so if you have a view on this if you have an experience in this make a submission okay go to the website eftm.com click on the regional mobile story and you will see there very clearly the C email and the submission number you need to make send an email it's so easy to do. You don't have to write a letter, make a PDF and attach it like I did. You can see in other submissions, they're just emails. Just send them an email. Let's, let's get the ACCC, which stands for Australian Competition Consumer Commission. Competition for consumers, people. The two words out of that three are in the title of the ACCC. Let's make this about giving choice and competition to consumers again. Because I think that's I think that's a good thing. I think that will be well received. Anyway, let me know what you think. If you have a view, I'd be keen to hear from you. You can also go to the website com and click Ask Trev. This is the
0: EFTM Podcast. EFTM.
1: So I made a commitment some weeks ago that I would play an archived episode of the Chip for Brains radio show, which is a show I started... Sometime in two thousand seven, it was a radio show uh, Thursday nights with Brian Wilshire. Brian Wilshire hosted. Uh, I'm going to say seven pm till midnight on Two GB back in the day, uh, and I also worked there. Uh, and I said to you a few weeks ago, if I got enough uh, ratings and reviews on the on the website on the on podcast app, I would publish one of these archived episodes. So to Jono, to Marg, which might have been written by Rob, to Rob, to Singmill, to Laomo44, who says they're old enough to remember Chip for Brains. Wow. Um, To Etch-A-Sketch, to Steve-O. I'm just really disappointed, though. There's a rating that was left on September 27, which says "awesome show, always helpful to everyone, and a treat to listen to." Um, kind of love the talkback format, but but it's only one star. <laughs> this was written by the blokes fan, so I'm, I'm I'm assuming you're a fan of Two Blokes Talking Tech. You've you've left a wonderful review, but it but it's just one star. What have you done? Oh, I hope you can go back and edit that, whoever you are. <laughs> what are you doing? Anyway, um, so thank you to to the people that left reviews. Uh, steve that was a really lovely review. Um, I appreciate it. And, yeah, they're nice reviews. So what I've done. So the archive I've got is not exhaustive, I'm disappointed to say. Um, but it was on a single DVD and it goes, there are episodes from May 2007 through to June 2008. So what I've done is I've picked the episode. I haven't listened to any more than one. I've only listened to one and it's the one I'm putting here. I've picked the episode that was the 15th of October 2007 because that is 15 years ago. And the humorous thing about it is it's essentially in this same week. And you'll understand why that is a funny thing at the very, very start of this show. So for context for people who haven't listened to me for fifteen years, and that's okay, um, the the prog- Brian Wilshire was a talkback host um, and it might have been eight o'clock he started, but anyway, um I think it was sport from six to eight, yeah, maybe. anyway, um he would do different guests every night, so he'd have a pharmacist on before me. The pharmacist was on from eight till nine. I was on from nine till 10, for example. Different nights of the week, different things, valuations, all these different things. And then he would have a couple of hours of his own um, talk back. And, uh, you know, he, Brian was um, ahead of his time. He was a man that was reading the dark depths of the internet before it became social media. He was a man with what we would now call conspiracy theories, um, uh, second-guessing, you know, the reported news faster than before anyone else. Um, and he was fun to listen to, and he was a brilliant radio announcer. Um, lived out in uh, northwestern Sydney. I hope he's still well. Um, and this episode aired this week of the year, 15 years ago. So without any editing, the only thing that's not in it is the ad breaks because they were not in the podcast. This has everything from Brian's paneling mistakes through to uh, my own bumbling. Uh, it has all the sponsors from then, and it is a literal time capsule of technology 15 years ago. Ladies and gentlemen, on the EFTM podcast, myself 15 years ago, Brian Wilshire, 15 years ago on Radio 2GB with a show we called Chip for Brains.
0: Aha! Here at the Samurai School of Computer Knowledge, we teach you how to poke the button properly. First, you prepare yourself. cleanse your mind. loosen your shoulders. Relax your finger. Hold finger at 45 degree angle to intimidate the mouse. And you hit enter. Ah, this is how you surf internet properly. We teach you these weird tricks at Samurai School of Computer Knowledge. Now on 2GB, chip for brains with Trevor Long, thanks to Sanyo Enelip, the world's first ready-to-use rechargeable battery.
2: And hey, once again, very good evening to Trevor Long, and uh, Trevor is the gentleman in the hot seat to answer your questions on 131873. G'day, Trevor. I read that. What's new? I'm sorry, there's your microphone. Right.
1: I'm really not sorry. sure why that crowd keeps turning up every Thursday night when they can just sit at home on the radio. It's the
2: giveaways. Probably Mac- is Macquarie Auditorium has such comfortable seats.
1: Exactly, good on the Macquarie Auditorium in Phillips Street. Actually,
2: I think they came in to get out of the rain.
1: I, you know what? I spent all day inside. Went yeah. out a little earlier. <laughs> Don't tell my wife; she's probably not listening. To you get a paddle pop, yep. and it was pouring rain. I had no so idea. Yeah, yeah. Really should get out more. Mm. People say that to me, but anyway, life goes on. Um, it's been a busy week. Bathurst, of course. God, mm. Love it, but that's got nothing to do with technology. Although <laughs> I did, uh, thanks yeah. thanks to the good people at Sanyo, I did spend a lovely weekend in their corporate facility. Mm. They took over the uh, naming rights of Hell Corner. I'm not a big fan really? of taking over the naming rights right. of things, but uh, oh, yes. let's call it Sanyo Corner. But mm. anyway, it was a good weekend, but um, a busy week. Lots doing? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I will quickly do, uh, a couple of weeks ago we, we talked about the Kodak Gold CDs and DVDs mm-hmm. and we had some to give away, I thought I'd quickly uh, run through the winners because um, yeah. they'll all be getting those in the post now Patrick from Mascot, Mark from Beaumont Hills, Carolyn from Sylvania, Sess from Homebush Bay and Fred from Marrickville uh, win a pack of 10 CDs Andrew from Bosley Park, Bridget from Normanhurst, Suzanne in Brisbane Jason from Pendle Hill and Tony in Sydney, uh, win DVD. So um, <clears throat> I've been uh, emailed all those people, get your addresses and we'll send those out to you. Trying to get as many little giveaways as we can just to keep it interesting. Um, and in fact, uh, we've got, I've got a box load of Sanyo loop batteries in. So, mm-hmm. um, and Brian, you've got some of those now. Yes, so I yep. hope you've put those in your... Uh, they're ready to roll. I haven't put them in anything yet. You Don't need to charge them. You see, you just mm. take them out of the packet and put them in. Mm. So uh, what I've done is I've put a page on on my website trevorlong.com with uh, with giveaways, so that if we ever have things to give away, we'll put them there. You mm. can uh, just make a comment, uh, tell us why you want to win them, and uh, every week we'll uh, between now and the end of December we'll uh, give away some uh, some batteries. The batteries, the charge of the whole kit. Uh, it's a good little pack. And in fact, between now and Christmas. We have three of the uh, brand new uh, Sanyo mm. waterproof cameras
2: mm. to give away. Solid state, no moving parts.
1: Little SD memory card, uh, mm. high capacity SD uh, works in it, so you can have the the four, the eight, and whatever comes after that gigabyte capacity. A fun little thing, uh, valued mm. at, I think six ninety nine at mm-hmm. Camera House, but. Uh, um we, we we grabbed a uh, a bucket and put some water in it today to test it. <laughs> uh, very scary thing to do the first time drop mm. a digital camera in water, but we did it. I had Murray in the office there and we filmed mm. it. I actually put uh, I put a little posting on my website there and I filmed it. I put it up on YouTube. Yep. So easy to do cuz you just put You've recorded so when we go to YouTube,
2: what do we look for? Uh, Trevor's camera oh, in the bucket.
1: Much or... easier just to go to trevorlong.com and I just embedded okay. the video into the page. But, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, you just record the video and then it's on the memory card. Mm-hmm. Copy that onto your computer. And it's just, yep. a, it's a computer file. You've it's, copied it onto
2: the computer and it's a, an it's, AVI. It's just, what is it? Well, it's so, an
1: MP MPEG-4. So it's an MP 4
2: Right. How did you get that onto YouTube then?
1: All you do is you, if you've got a YouTube account mm-hmm. and it's easy to get, there free. Then mm-hmm. you go to, you go to your account and you click upload video. You give All it a right. title. Give it a description. You tell it you want it to be public or private, and then you click browse. You find that file. Browse,
2: and you're browsing your computer. Exactly. You, go to you videos, find the file. Find the file. Click on it. Yeah. Click
1: upload video. Took ah. took a minute or two, and then just it takes like maybe three to four minutes for YouTube to process that file. They shrink and convert it, a bit. it to their format. Right. You'll you'll yeah. notice when you watch it. Yeah. It's a little pixelated and things. Now that's the mm. YouTube quality because it's been downgraded, but it's just such an easy process, and that's the great thing about. Uh, solid-state uh, digital video recorders, let alone uh, uh, digital still cameras, you don't have to mm. uh, draw the the images in, the pictures in. So with a, a tape like a, a mini DV or some, some other style mm. uh, of video recorder, you have to actually capture the video. You have to press play and capture all the video in. So if you've got a one-hour video, you need to press play and mm. record that one hour into your computer and then make it into a file. Whereas with a little handheld like this, uh, it's it's there. It's a file already. It's it's mm. a wonderful little thing. They've got high definition versions coming out, but anyway, it's good stuff. Um, one of the other things I wanted to quickly talk about before we go to calls, and obviously anyone who's got a question, comment, thought, opinion, give us a call one three one eight seven three. I was thinking today, it's 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 a good thing to think about now, leading up to Christmas. If you've got uh, questions or comments that you want to have answered before Christmas, it it might help us. We might be able to help you um, help you make a decision on that.
2: All care taken, no responsibility accepted by the management and staff of the program for educational purposes. And
1: you're having so, you got my punctuation. There you go. We'll get over it.
2: Oh, we'll sort it out.
1: It's, I'll uh, sort it out for you during the show. No,
2: no apostrophe for plurals. Absolutely. There not. you go. <laughs> All right. Let's take some calls. 131873. Good day, Rhonda.
3: Yes, hello. Hello there. Hi, Rhonda. Um, hi. Um. Look, I've got a computer. It's a compact Presario.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and I want to get the internet on and I know nothing about it. Can you tell me what I need?
1: Well, what a broad and open question. <laughs> uh, how old is the computer? Compact Presario it could, be, could be very old because Compacts well, are a very Compact old. Well, Compact
3: Presario 2240. When, when
1: uh, did you get it, Rhonda?
3: Uh, well, it's, it's not mine, actually. It's the daughter's, and it's been left here when she moved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to sort of, um, you know, use it. Yep.
1: Well, look, um, basically basically, what you need to do is you need to get a modem. You need to get a... And I wouldn't be looking at getting dial-up now. I'd be starting straight at ADSL.
3: Yeah, well, as as a, 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 on the computer it says that it's got a 64-bit graphics. It's mm. got innovative Microsoft. Ex- you
1: don't need to worry about any of that, Rhonda. Well, what you've th- got is a computer that works. You've got a computer yeah. that turns on. Yeah. All you need now is a connection to the outside world. Yeah. So what you need to do is you need to ring around. You need to ring your Aussie Mail, your Big Pond, your Unwired... Your Telstra, all those different people. And you mm. wanna find find something that matches your price. We had a similar call last week, in fact. Mm. Um, have it have a quick shop around to the to the big internet companies. And the, the telephone companies are internet companies as well. Optus, Telstra, Vodafone, mm. as well as Unwired, uh, Big Pond, all those different people. Now once you've decided who you're going to go with, then you need to order it. Now, most of them have ready-to-go packs that will that, that you can get out of the mail, but you sound like the sort of person that might want someone to come out and do it for you. So you need to ask about that sort of thing. I know Unwired have a, a come-to-you system with a, a broadband to go, I think the company's called, and they actually come out and they install it for you.
3: And this is through the phone line, is it?
1: Well, Unwired doesn't use a phone line at all. So you don't need a phone line at so all. So
3: I'd have to buy some piece of expensive
1: equipment? No, no, Unwired just uses the air. No matter what you do, you're going to have to buy something extra, a little modem or something on the side. It's going to cost you between $100 and $200. Mm. So you, 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 that is going to happen no matter what you do. So it's a matter of shopping around for that. And then you just need to choose the right provider. So I would call, the people I would call quickly is I would call Unwired, I, Unwired. Would, call, I would call Big Pond, mm. and I would call Aussie Mail. No no reason other than they're the three companies that I've, I'm aware of and I've used and I can, I can tell you you'll get good help and support for. Mm. Everyone has great services. Everyone has great prices and that's shop around. But if you don't want to spend a lot of time, ring, one of, ring those three, shop around, tell them what you've got and they'll get you connected. There won't be a problem there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the big question then is getting to know how to use it. So um, that's, that's the next step is education.
3: Yeah. So when you say that I, I would need a modem... Mm. Um, this machine says it's got a 56k yeah. modem
1: you don't want that that's dial up that uses your phone line it's mm. slow it's laborious and these days you can you can get internet cheaper than dial up
3: can
1: you yeah you don't want to start out with dial-up. Skip dial-up. It's 10-year-old technology. Mm. Um, I know it sounds like a lot to spend $200 up front, but you know I don't know how much ADSL modems are off the top of my head. But I can tell you that Unwired, for example, if you have good service in your area, and I think you live in, in the inner west, yes, I, um, do. I think you'll have good service there, but, but there's no guarantee there. But ring them up and they'll, they'll tell you exactly whether, you're not got, whether or not you've got service. Mm-hmm. But for $100, you get a modem. And you get complete connectivity. And for, for as little as $20 a month or even less, you're on the internet. And they'll come out to you and set it up. So give Unwired a call. And if, mm. if they're not satisfied with that, give Telstra a call. They're have they've all they're all made to, to help people like you and get you on the internet. Mm. But I would steer away from using dial-up internet because it is slow. Um, and it's frank, frankly, it's just not the place you want to start these days.
3: Mm. All right? Okay.
1: So why don't you give that a try and why don't you let us know how you go?
3: I will. All right. Okay. Thank thanks you Rhonda. very
0: much. Bye. Thanks, Rhonda. For brains with Trevor Long, thanks to Sanyo Anyloop, the world's first ready to use rechargeable battery. At Trevor stores
2: such as uh, Dick Smith, Tandy, have
0: Dick the Anyloop.
2: Yeah. all
1: those sort of places. It's a, it's a good little battery worth getting. Just quickly, um, I had a call, uh, I had an email, in fact, from someone who works in, in the building here who um, had a phone call from a lovely lady named. Mm-hmm. Uh, Named Robin, who was looking for me off the air trying to get my help. Now, Mm -hmm. I I was very slack, I had a week off after the football, and I, I didn't get back to Robin. And I gave her a call tonight to see how she was and she'd already fixed a problem. But it got she got to talking with me and she talked about a computer club. And I said to her, I said, look, just stop there for a second. What's this computer club you talk about? Now she tells me she's a part of a of a computer club for seniors in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Now that's where she lives. And I had a bit of a look and I looked it up on the internet and there's a thing called the Australian Seniors Computer Clubs mm-hmm. Association. Now, it's a sort of a long-winded name, but it's ASCCA.org.au. Now, they operate computer clubs for seniors all across Australia. In Sydney alone, there's 67 different clubs in all the different areas of Sydney. Mm-hmm. Now, I just think it's a fantastic idea. I think, and, and look, No disrespect to my my grandfather, my wife's grandfather, Clem, who lives in Pimble, I think this is exactly what I'm going to refer him to. He's always asking me, uh, and other people ask me the same question, what can I read? What book can I read to learn about computers? There's not something specific I want to know. I just want to know about computers. And Mm. there's a lot of dummies books, you know, Internet for Dummies, Word Mm. for Dummies, all those different Mm. things. But I've had a look at computers for dummies or PCs for dummies, and I actually don't think they're dumb enough. I don't think they're simple enough. I think mm-hmm. people really do need some really simple computer training yeah. before you get into the in, mm-hmm. into the internet, let alone Word and those sort of things. Now, I using uh, uh, Robin's experience and, and her local club, I actually rang the, the person who runs her local club, a lovely bloke named Mark Joffe. And um, and he, he operates the Paddington uh, Eastern Suburbs version of this club and mm-hmm. I had a long chat with him. And look, it's very simple. Each club is different, so don't take my word for the fees. But for example, this Eastern Suburbs club, You pay $10 to join, Mm. you pay $10 annual membership fee, and you pay something like $25 per term. Just like at school, Mm. eight-week term, and you get to do a a one-hour class every week. Now, they operate classes all through the week. They've got like six computers, and they have people come in and volunteer and teach people things. So it works out at $3 a class. Mm. If you're a senior sitting at home, you've got a computer or you want to get a computer, I highly recommend that you get onto this seniors club association. Mm. Now there's a phone number because obviously if you're not into computers, you're not going to go to the website. Yeah. The phone number is 9286 3871. I don't know if that's someone's house, so maybe don't call them right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, 92863871, and I'll leave the number with Michael. That, is that on your website? Uh, it is, actually. I, I did right. put it on the website. I don't know if i put the phone number on there, but I will. I will put the phone number on there. Mm-hmm. i put it in the My Links section of my website.
2: TrevorLong.com.
1: That's it. Australian mm-hmm. Seniors Computer Clubs Association, ASCCA.org.au. And again, the phone number is nine two eight six. Three eight seven one, And it's just they're just volunteers. So Mm. all around Sydney and you can look, you can ring them, tell them where you live and they'll find your club. If you have got internet access and you go to the website, there's a whole list of all the different clubs. So you can try and find the one that's closest to you, ring them up, email them and join up. And it sounds like a wonderful idea to go along and just learn how to use a computer. How to use Word, how to use the internet. They they mm. run courses week week to week. Uh, all the different uh, clubs have different, you know, uh, what would you call them? Curriculums, I suppose. Um, but you know, I I just think it's a great idea. I really do. It's yeah. it's seniors getting together to learn computers together um, in a volunteer situation. So there's you know no pressure. It's very cheap. Um, and frankly, while while we have the airwaves, I would encourage any company who has computer surplus or um, money to spare, this is the sort of thing that needs funding um, you know, mm. th- this thing could do really well to educate everyone, let alone seniors and I- I'm I'm wondering whether anyone knows of any clubs like this that exist for the everyday Joe, not just seniors because oh, I would love to recommend people to go to them but if you're a senior, you've got a computer and you want to learn more about it the Australian Seniors Computer Clubs Association, fantastic idea so um, good on them Indeed.
2: 131873 is our number. This is 2GB. G'day, Jack.
1: Hello. Hello there, hey, Jack. How can good we help you,
4: mate? Good evening. Uh, I'm having a bit of a problem with my emails. Uh, when, I, when I log on to receive my email, mm-hmm. I'm getting just the heading, but not the body of the email itself. Right. Now, this has been happening, it's happening in the last couple of weeks. I was using, originally, uh, Auto Express. And uh, I thought it might be a problem with it. So I changed it to uh, Mozilla Thunderbird, which is the same thing. And now I'm losing out—out just Outlook. Now, when I log on to my uh, server's website and check my my email there, all my emails are there. Hmm. It's just when I try to download them on my computer that I just get the headings.
1: And is it every single email or just a few? No, so some some about so from about ten
4: of them, two can get through. Mm-hmm. The rest, the rest don't.
1: Look, there, there are a, there's a couple of things to look at. It's uh, it's not an easy one, but there's a there's a thing called basically it's called headers only for for large items. Now it does depend on what version of Outlook you have, so you're going to need to have a bit of a search around for it. But what you need to look for is in the Tools menu, and if you're using a more recent version of Outlook, it's going to be in Tools and then under send and receive or send and receive settings you need to go in and edit those settings or edit the send and receive group now when you go there you look for a look for something and, and it'll be something along these lines download the complete item including attachments or something like that or download only headers for items that are larger than a certain amount so that's probably what's happening is is you're getting emails from people which have images attached or not just attached just part of the the email and they're, they're bigger than a certain size and that size might be very very small yeah, and you need you need to, to take it
4: but why why did why did you start happening now i've been using Outlook express since, since uh, i installed the windows xp two or three years ago jack
1: i if, never had the problem before if we had the answer to that question we wouldn't be helping people at all because these things just happen i don't want to you know what there's no problem there's no point thinking about why it happened because oh, you know we we can't go back and and make it not happen again. What we need to do is just fix it. So you need to you need to go in. Well, I would be concerned if you fix it and then it comes back again and keeps doing that. But I don't think it'll happen. It could be that you you hit some sort of shortcut on the keyboard or someone else flicked through the. It could be anything. It could be any reason at all. What you need to do now is just spend a quick couple of minutes go into the tools, the send and receive settings, the groups something about attachments, something about downloading, and look for that download-only headers, and you want to untick that so that it downloads everything. Okay. Um, that's what you need to do. Um, and I think you'll have some luck with that, Jack. All right?
4: Okay, Then thanks very much. Good luck,
1: mate. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jack. Thank you. Oh, incidentally, Channel
2: 7 is going to make an off-market uh, offer for Unwired. They want 100%. Yeah.
1: Channel 7 are being very aggressive uh, mm. in, in new media. I mean, they, uh, they, own, they either own all or a massive majority of engine, the mm. uh, the VOIP, which is Voice Over Internet Protocol um, System, which allows you to buy a little engine box, and you plug mm. it into your ADSL, and you can then plug a phone into it, and you can make phone calls mm. over the internet for, you know, 10 cents or really, really cheap. So... I mean, you know, Seven are a very progressive company and uh, I, don't, I think Kerry Stokes knows what he's doing. So, mm. um, you know, Unwired, the, the other big thing about Unwired and the reason that there's so much growth and, and, you know, talk about them on the share market is not only because what they have now is a fantastic product, but what they own is they own Spectrum. And that's just the space up in the sky. Oh, yeah. I don't profess yeah. to understand. They've got bandwidth. What, the, the what they the own is the Spectrum. Allocated bandwidth. Exactly, but yeah. they own the Spectrum that will allow WiMAX to be used. Now WiMAX is the next big thing with regards to connecting to the internet. hadn't heard about this. You talk about Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi is is if you've got a little little router and it's wireless, I can connect my devices to that, you know, if we're Mm -hmm. in the next room or whatever. WiMAX is like that on a massive scale. Mm -hmm. So they set up a a WiMAX, you know, router for example it's a silly terminology but that's what it is just like mobile phone towers, it's just a WiMAX tower or router everywhere across and it'll cover the whole country. Mm. And so they own that spectrum in, I, to be honest, I don't know if it's across Australia or just to, in Sydney, but I think, uh, you know, between them and Ostar regionally, the, the spectrum is covered. So that's the future. And there's a lot of talk about the government investing in broadband and WiMAX technologies. And that's, that's, that's who owns the spectrum. So that's why, that, and that's a very simplistic version of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's much more complicated than that, but that's why there is so much uh, talk about Unwired.
2: All right. All
1: right. Good on them. So pretty complex, isn't it? It's ridiculously complex. All you need we to know is we get used to
2: Wi-Fi, then we're told, yeah, well, this other thing has what greater bandwidth you're going to have?" It has
1: more bandwidth and a greater reach. So and that, with Wi-Fi, yeah. you can only you, know, you set it up in a coffee shop. Yeah. With WiMax, you set it up on centre point tower. It covers a whole city. Oh, Do you know man. what I mean? It's 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 expansive. It's max.
2: I can throw my microwave away, just put the pie out on the window, and.
1: I don't think it's that. Ambient big a microwaves will cook it. But if you'd like to do that, you could try it. I think <laughs> it might right. take a little while. But will, the question is, will it crisp it up? Because you need your pie to be crispy. Now I get the
2: magnifying glass out then and just focus the sun's okay, rays. Because a
1: and... microwave pie is no good. Yeah. Got to be oven. All right, let's take some more calls. Hello, Jay. Is that Jay? How can we help you, mate? Oh, hi,
5: Trevor. Um, sorry, uh, I just pulled over. Uh... I um,
1: know oh, it can be very boring and distracting listening to me. <laughs>
5: Sorry about this. Uh, my uh, question is about the digital video cameras, mm. uh, not specifically the high definition ones, even mm. the standard definition. Mm. In terms of what you see, as the, I mean, I mean, from my perspective, the moving into you know SD cards and stuff mm. like that. In terms of holding the the data on it. Well, look, from a,
1: it's funny. I bought. Um, I started doing a fun little uh, car review show about a year and a half ago with uh, with. Chris Bowen, who works here on the Hadley Show, and uh, and we bought, I, I wanted to buy a camera, so we went and bought a little Panasonic, you know, three CCD. It's three chips. It's you know, it's a very good little digital camera, cheap, and yep. it's uh, it's got cast you know tapes, little mini DV tapes, yep. and uh, that was the go back then. I I looked into hard drive and DVD and all these different things, yep. and that was to me was I was told that was the best way to go. Now, for some, I got to say, for about two and a half years, maybe even more, I've had this little Sanyo. Uh, they call it Xacti, uh, X C A T I, or something like that, and it's a very small, tiny, weeny little thing. It's got an SD card, and you can record video in it. it. It's not brilliant quality, but it did the job. And and that's what Sanyo have brought out in this in this new model of Xacti, which is uh, this waterproof one. They've got a standard definition, they've got a high definition. And look, I don't know enough about digital cameras and the video market to to be proficient in it but what i can tell you is that the sanyo model i've seen three different models up at bathurst we in fact we had several different models up there and they had this standard definition this high definition and and a wide angle high definition you could put a big lens on and everything and these are these are simply SD memory cards, those little tiny memory cards sticking into it. And so if you put, Brian, I think the one that we've got here, I've put a 512-meg card in, and I think Mm -hmm. we're talking about 20 minutes of video there. So you talk about having an 8-gig card and how much video that will store at a standard definition – And then think about the high-definition ones, which obviously take up a lot more space. But with SD cards getting so much bigger these days, it won't be long before there's a 32-gig SD card, which will easily store an hour or more of high-definition video. So I don't think it's going to be long before tapes, DVDs, to be honest, I don't see the point of DVD recording on a, on a, handy cam. No, because it's, you know, you can't edit it. You can't, and it's can't, very fragile uh, just, technology. You, you yeah. know, you think of how CDs skip. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an expert, but I think they must skip and things like that. Mm. Um, I'd be sticking with tape or, or, or these new solid states because hard drive recorders have hard drives in them. So that's, you know, that's yeah. another moving part that can go wrong. And as Brian says this is, there's no moving parts in this little thing. It's, it's unbelievable. For $699, your little camera, which is the size of your hand, has a flip out little lcd screen it's beautiful you can take still photos on it and videos on it and then you just plug it into your computer and you immediately can edit it in uh it comes with adobe premiere elements um and i think most companies will come out with these things very quickly if they haven't already um and i think that's the way to go because most people at a, at a family level let's talk family level because we, we're not talking about professional video editing here we're talking about family snaps i mean my honeymoon we took a little camera we're in las vegas we're taking photos of the dolphins and the tigers and all those things we've got these great little videos which are just on a i've, I've burnt them on a cd and they're all the little videos that we've got and now i can take photos videos of my son on this little thing it's quite simple and portable I mean it's it's just wonderful technology and I don't think it'll be long before everyone is using this little SD cards for for video cameras and I think unless you're looking at high end video recording then um then you should be looking at one of these simple little handheld SD card based uh, video cameras simple way to go
5: I mean, uh, I, I'm aware of uh, the newer uh, high-capacity uh, SD media that's out mm. there, which is um, up to about 16 gig, uh, which was released.
1: Uh, yeah, and as I say, look, it'll grow day by day. Yeah. I mean, they, you buy a 16 gig thing and you've got the best, they'll release a 32.
5: Yeah, that's right. So in <laughs> terms of uh, capacity, there's no shortage there. It's it's more the technology no. evolving into uh, adopting uh, the SD media as the, uh, as the storage media. Really.
1: That's right. Everyone has... Like you, if you put this camera that I'm holding in my hand now, this little uh, Exati uh, waterproof Sanyo camera, everyone has a comment on it, a complaint, maybe whatever. But it's all about preference, and the, the just the and I'm just talking about Sanyo only because I've been exposed to them. You know, it's not just because they're sponsors, but I've been exposed to the, to the product. They, the three that I've seen gives a, a quick range. You know, it's a, there's this there's this sort of standard definition, there's a high definition, and then there's the full 1080 um, I high definition, in in, in this little, seriously, handheld thing, which is using SD card.
2: Can I just say, I just used it to do a recording of a video, and then to take the flash picture of you, Mm. and I have had no instructions on how to use it, Mm. without my reading glasses, I can only just start to read the tiny little um, uh, little letters, the the print on it, and... uh, and there I am. You'll see you've got a little video of Michael in the production room there. And there's a yeah. picture of you. And I was able to zoom in and crop the picture. I think I was able to do that.
1: Oh, Jesus! shocking photo, and too, isn't there it? You there you go. I won't so, be putting that on the oh, website. We can Photoshop
2: can that. We can build up the shoulders and take
1: the stubble away and, Friend, and take the, the red actually, The double chin's a problem. Yeah, sorry, mate. I'm
5: sorry. How was the performance? I mean... Uh... I mean, it all comes down to the speed at which uh, the data is accessed uh, to the SD well, card.
1: again, I I can't believe how quickly you can just open this thing up and it flips, turns on straight away. I press the button, it's automatically recording right now. And then, you know, when I hit stop recording, it's a couple of seconds before, and there's a little red light flashing on it while it stores it to the card and it's done, done, finished. Because it's writing it to the card as mm. it goes. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and basically, this is a great sort of thing. This is the sort of thing that you walk into a shop and I think what did we say Camera House I think they said they're available mm-hmm. walk into camera House and say listen I want to see this thing I want to feel this thing I want to play with this thing because that's what they're there to do they're there to sell you this product get them to let you hold it play with it in the store and you'll you'll immediately be amazed by it and then all you got to do is take it home and learn how to edit edit videos and you can make some fun videos I mean Video editing is such a big thing these days, I mean people with Macs these days love this iMovie that, that, that they use now and they've brought out a new version of iMovie, Windows has Windows Movie Maker and now there's Adobe Premiere Elements, there's some really simple to use video editing programs and I think personally that SD based video cameras it makes it so simple because you can just drag and drop the files from the camera onto your computer and then edit them. Um, I think it's worth having a look at. Again, I'm talking family end here, and you know, I'm I don't know, and I haven't tried. I'm going to try the the high definition version for this car show I do because it, they get, that's going to be out in the open. It's going to be bumping around in the car and things like that. But um, anyway, if you're a surfer, get the get the waterproof one, a kayaker, and that sort of thing. But you don't need that. You just need a standard definition one, and they're they're okay. available as well. That's correct. Right. Good luck, okay. Jay. Listen, if you, if you have a look at them or you buy one or you just research it, let me know what you think because I'd be interested in your feedback as, a, as someone who's interested and, right. and potentially going to buy one. I'd love to hear what you think of, of all the different cameras that are out there and, and how you can recommend it for other people.
2: Definitely. Thanks very much. Good on you, you Jay. Have... Number one in Sydney. If you have any questions for Trevor, call 131873. The lines are open now. 131873. G'day, Dave. G'day Brian Hi there
1: Hey Dave How can we help you mate uh,
6: Well you were talking about uh, Simple things a little while ago That's what I'm looking for
1: I'm a simple man I like simple things (laughs) Join
6: the club Uh, You know in all the modern computers And laptops Mm -hmm. When you buy them They come with a, a Hidden partition That you can reinstall it
1: Back Most to, of them, yes. Your Dells, your HPs, those sort of things. The Toshibas, yep etc. So if you've got an 80 gig hard drive and you wonder why I've only got 75 gig there, because there's five gig set aside where they store all the bits and pieces that came with it when you bought it.
6: And they come in very handy because all the drivers and all the programs exactly. they give you with it
1: are there as well. Exactly, but, but only only dated to when it was built. So you've got to think. remember that when you install, when you bring that back up. So this is. So we're talking this about. Is what I'm phoning you for. Right. What? What? Because before I preempt you, why don't you tell about,
6: me? I put about twenty other programs in. Yep. And now I want a simple
1: yes.
6: program that I can just hit the button and record it onto disc, yes. so that I can then put the disc in and have it reinstall um, everything on the, say, the primary partition drive.
1: Well, it won't go to a disc. Well, well, i can tell you no, that, no, because no, it's going to be its going to no, be very no, big.
6: Because I can, No, but I mean, half a dozen disks, is fair enough. Oh, sure.
1: Well, what you want is you want an external hard drive. That's what you want, because that's oh, going yeah, to store...
6: Whatever it's going to copy it to, it's exactly. going to be able to boot from it, because I'm talking about if your Here's hard drive up. Here's what you want. Up.
1: What you want to find is a program that ghosts. Okay, that's what it's called in the in I've the tried game. tried
6: logics I mean, not OddLogix. I've tried um, DR Drive Image XP. DR. Well... Drive image I don't, don't you know, know
1: anything point. about that, but what I can tell you, and again, this is for no reason other than I know of the product and I have used it in the past. Mm. Norton, the people, Symantec, the people that make Norton antivirus, yep. they have a product called Norton Ghost. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Now it costs money. It's you know probably oh, hundred yeah, bucks. Costs money. Yeah. Let's call it a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Just for the sake of it, it's a it's a CD. You install the program, and then it it does exactly what you want. So the the key here is to get your computer to a really good place. Okay. The best thing to do is actually format your computer, bring it back from life, to life, do a Windows update, get it all fresh. That's and where then it is right now, in, which Install is why I'm install your key programs, Microsoft Office, uh, uh, Photoshop, whatever the programs are that you use, yep. and then go right. This is how I want it to be. Yep. And then you get a ghost program, mm-hmm. and you you create a ghost of your computer, right. and, that, and then you have it stored on a whatever it is, a DVD or a hard drive, whatever it is. Mm. And then when you have a problem. You know, a major problem, or six months, a year down the track, you decide, you know what, it's a bit sluggish now, I'm going to start all over again, format C, wipe everything, do do a ghost, off you go.
6: I mean, you can do that even back to factory quality with the laptops because you can put that hidden partition onto a CD. But
1: as you've identified, the problem with that factory partition is you you go right back to factory. You you go back to factory, and Microsoft, as we all know, release a new version of Windows, in theory, every day exactly you know there's new <laughs> updates there's new security patches every single day so
6: if you spend six months doing downloads you spend another six months
1: trying. you know away. I was talking about that that lovely lady Rhonda who, um, who who rang me she she had to download a Windows update and it yep. tried it, it automatically asked her to download Internet Explorer 7 and all these different things it was a 150 megabyte download oh, no,
6: they're enormous. I mean
1: you know <laughs> I talked last <laughs> week about the new iPod the iPod touch yep now it's a fantastic little thing mm. but they've just released an update to it. To mm. fix some some little bugs they found a yeah. hundred and fifty megabytes. Well, that sounds a bit like Microsoft, doesn't it? I mean, seriously, people, what happened to getting it right before you before you ship something? That's what I don't understand.
6: Unfortunately, all the software people seem to do that one way or another. In
1: the good old days, you'd buy something off the shelf and it would work. Nowadays, you buy a game, you, you install it, you have to then look for patches upgrades. and upgrades. And it's patches. just silly. So, but Dave, bottom line, what you're looking for is a ghosting program. You want a Ghost or, mm-hmm. or System Restore program, and there are plenty of commercial ones available. Yes, I, mean,
6: I went on the net looking for stuff, and I couldn't find anything that would tell me what to...
1: It, it could be the wrong terminology. So have a look on the net for System Restore and Ghost programs. Oh, okay. I know for a fact that I've just t- typed in Norton Ghost into Google, yeah. and I've got Norton Ghost version 12, and it's called System Restore mm-hmm. Backup. And, and that's, that's exactly what you want. We'll
6: take it to prefer- preferably to CD or DVD that I can
1: boot from. Oh, I've, I what, what happens is I want it it, a bootable well because I don't carry floppy disks. Well this thing this, here's what it says backs up to almost any media including CDR and DVD, USB and fireway external storage drives okay mm. so pretty much everything right And then what you do is there's there's a disk that comes with it so that when you need to back to, to restore it yep. you boot from that CD. Uh, that, that's
6: what I was going So you put that in yes.
1: and then it goes okay well radio you want to start again mm. where do I find the backup? And then, then you tell it it's in the CD drive or it's on the external hard drive. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you do. Very simple stuff and a very worthwhile thing to do. In fact, because I've just gone through it, it's seriously taken me three weeks to rebuild my computer to a point where it's we've even got email going again. I should have done this myself, Dave. I feel like an idiot. You've made me feel like an absolute idiot. <laughs>
6: I, think I get the same problem. I have to reinstall my windows probably once every five or six weeks. Oh, there you go. And all the programs that go with it. That's so
1: very regular, to Dave. To this. No, well, good luck with it, Dave.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, thanks very much, Trevor. No worries, mate. Thank you, Brian. Thanks, Dave. All the best. You're listening to Chip for Brains, thanks to Senyo Enilu, the world's first ready-to-use rechargeable battery on 2GB.
2: And you can get the surf report and some interesting stuff on the Chip for Brains website, which is chipforbrains.com. Dot com. Some book recommendations for those into literature, articles on some extraordinary claims in the world section and in the lifestyle section. They ask, have you got some unclaimed super? They might be able to help you find it. Great website. Though. And Wikipedia has gone global and is producing travel tips on thousands of destinations around the world. Good That's on
1: Wikipedia, handy. but then you've got to remember mm. Wikipedia. Remember, anybody can get in anybody there, anybody can write edit. It. So yeah. it might say that uh, you know Tahiti is sunny every August, but it might be rainy every August. So you know people can change <laughs> it. So yes. just be very careful. Double check your research. Yeah. Check the check the references on the on the website.
2: Absolutely. Eleven to eleven on two GB. If you have any questions for Trevor, one three one eight seven three is the number to call. One three one eight seven three. G'day, John.
1: Hi. Hi, John. Hi how can we help you, mate? Ah, uh, good. I
4: was talking to you about four years ago, Brian, in Windsor. Are You still playing in the band?
2: I am indeed for Sunday of the month. Thank
4: you. Started, John. And I love your show. You. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, I'm 80 and I love my computer. But if you ring up uh, on Skype, mm-hmm. does it take any megabytes?
1: It does. Now, for people, we've mentioned this before, but Skype, for people who don't know, is is the telephone on your computer. And you can use it. You can make phone calls via the internet to other people on, the, on, on another computer or to other people on a landline. Now, John, everything you do on the internet takes up megabytes. Hello. Now, audio takes up more than just emails. Uh-huh. Video, so if you've got a webcam, takes up even more. So, yes, the bottom line is the more you use it, the more megabytes you use. Yes. The number one, we, we, we don't talk enough about it, and I must spend a bit of time one week on it. The number one thing that I recommend people do if they are worried about their usage on the internet, uploads and downloads, because right. a lot of people have limits. Yes, you know, no, no, you on, might yeah. have a 200 megabyte limit.
4: i got four arms, Yeah.
1: What you need to do is, is monitor that. Don't just uh, be complacent. Check every week. Most internet providers have a good site where you can log in to your account and you can see exactly how much you can use. I mean I know Telstra Big Pond have one you can check it every minute, every day. Yes, yes, to yes. see how much you're using. So make what you do is make spend a day, make some phone calls. And then check your usage the oh, next yes, day. Oh, yes, I can do that, yes. Do you know what I mean? See how it works. See how much usage it, it, it took up. Uh, um, you know, I, I remember I started, when internet gaming first started coming to, to be really big, and especially on the Xbox, you know, your Xbox, your PlayStation, when they started connecting to the internet, uh, and so you can sit in your lounge room, and uh, this is, it's freaky stuff, but I remember playing tennis uh, on an Xbox with someone in the United States and having a headset on and talking to them completely geeky i know but very cool stuff and i remember looking at my usage the next day and going wow because every time i pressed a button every time the ball traveled across the screen every time i spoke that took up space on the internet and i was charged for it and so it was very important for me next day to to see. hang on a minute i can't do that every day i don't have enough space i don't have enough limit so john the best thing you can do is make some phone calls you know, for a reasonable time, reasonable oh, really? limit. Yeah, I, I never thought about it. Huh? Check your usage, see? Yeah. There you go.
4: Listen, Trevor, uh, if, if you buy that router that oh. you're talking about, man, I'm 80, man. I'm still learning, yeah. but I'm doing pretty good. If you put a router, is it expensive? Which sort of router are you talking about? Sir? Well, well uh, i got a laptop as well. Yep. And if I put a router and I can use it from room to room Yeah, it? yeah, yep.
1: How much are they? Any, any idea? Oh, a couple hundred bucks maximum. Absolutely, wireless, get a wireless one from Harris Technology or someone like that. Again, I'm only talking about them because I use them and I get their little catalogue every week. But Uh stay with me there, John. I'll flick through my Harris Technology catalogue, which I keep with me, my trusty catalogue. I think you'll find a nice little wireless router. Here we go. Wireless ADSL router, $159. I think that actually has a built-in wireless modem as well, so you don't need that. There you go, $89, a Netgear four-port wireless router. Is it? Plug that into your uh, into your internet, yeah, and uh, bingo, both computers connecting to the internet, no problems. Hundred bucks. Cool. Thanks very much. Give it a go, John. Thanks very much. Cheers, mate.
2: Happy computing, and let's see, we will take some more calls on one three one eight seven three. Hello, Zoran.
1: Uh, good evening. Good evening. Uh,
4: I just had a new motherboard put in and a hard drive, and uh, I can't seem to print anything on my old, they're very old printers, you know, Canon.
1: Ah, you've ticked the box there. It's a very old printer. Now, yeah. Zoran, is is the printer plugged into? Now, there's there's two types of printer port. One is called LPT, and that's yep. the big plug, about yeah, four centimeters wide. Yeah. Okay. So for other people, the other type is the USB, which everyone sort of knows about yep. now, the little USB. So this is using LPT, which is the old analogue style of of communication between your computer and the printer. Mm -hmm. Now, so it's plugged into the LPT port, is it? Yep. And you've just had a new motherboard put in. That's the base, that's the big part of the computer. Yep. Now, the big question I have for you, and you you won't be able to answer this, but I'm just trying to problem solve for you. I would think that there's a couple of possible problems. Mm -hmm. One is that the the LPT port actually isn't working on your computer.
4: Uh, But when I try to print, it prints one line, then uh, the screen freezes up
1: the the screen on the computer freezes up or the the printer.
4: The screen freezes it freezes up, and I have to turn the computer off
1: and restart it again. Now, when you inst- when you put the new motherboard in, did you install have to reinstall Windows and all that stuff again? Yeah, uh, somebody else done that for me because yeah, I don't know but what to do. They did have to. Yeah. Mm. The 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 most important thing you can do, Zoran, I think you need to go away with with these two pieces of advice. I don't know if I've actually got a second one, but I'll start off. Yeah. The, f- <laughs> the first one is to to download the latest driver for that printer, even though it's an old printer.
4: Yeah.
1: Type in the model number. Go. Did you say it was a Canon? Yeah, Canon. Go to canon.com or com.au and search in there. There'll be support. There'll be downloads. Search there for that model. And yep. download the driver. It might be three years old, the driver, but you want to get the latest driver. Are you still yep. using Windows XP? Yep. Yeah, great. So so you want to find a, a driver for Windows XP and you want to install that and make sure that you're using the latest driver because it may be an old driver and that could mm. be the problem.
4: But if I did download a driver, uh, then uh, how do I install it?
1: Uh... Very easy, Zoran. Don't don't underestimate your own ability, Zoran. Yeah. <laughs> download it, save it to the disk. You know how when you click to download something, it says, do you want yep. to open or save? Yeah. Always save. Always save because then you've got a copy of it. Mm-hmm. Save it to your C drive. And when it's yep. finished downloading, open mm-hmm. it. And when you open it, it'll just take you through it. It's a wizard. Mm-hmm. Just click next. Next. Mm-hmm. Next. Finish. That's basically all you have to do and you have to sometimes mm-hmm. agree to some terms and conditions. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And then and then it will it will search for the for the printer and it will hopefully install it without a without a problem, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish you luck, my friend. I hope I'm that works. Confused. <laughs> Don't be confused, Oren. Go to the website, get the latest driver yep. and see how you go, mate. Okay, thank you very Good much. Good luck, buddy. Thank you, bye. Thanks, Oren.
0: You're listening to Chip for Brains, thanks to Senyo Enilu, the world's first ready-to-use rechargeable battery on 2GB.
2: And, of course, the fundamental question for those upgrading a computer is, am I being ripped off and being given last year's technology? Uh, do I have to have a minimum of dual-core Pentium, what about Athlons and all those other things?
1: You know, it's really hard to go wrong these days. Is it? It, it? it really is, Brian. You can be
2: sold last year's technology. Yeah, if absolutely you absolutely can, but it mm-hmm. depends
1: what you're doing, Brian. If you're looking at high end gaming, then yeah, you need to look mm-hmm. for dual core, you know, two gig RAM and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. if you're, bu- the bottom line is, if you depends what you're buying. I mean, if you're buying off, off your Dell, your HP, your, Har- your Harvey mm-hmm. Norman, your Harris Technology, those sort of people, they don't have the stock to keep old technology. They're, yeah. they're getting rid of stuff so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Things sell so fast that, you know, when you the, the oldest technology you buy is the run-out stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And I uh, know Harris Technology, they bulk buy stuff. And so mm. you can suddenly just buy a really cheap computer. And it doesn't mean it's old. It just means mm-hmm. that they bought stacks of them. Um, so I think it's it's important not to be afraid, mm-hmm. um, but it's important to be aware of what you're looking for. You know, there's several components to a computer. There's the hard drive size. Mm-hmm. There's, the, there's the memory, the RAM. And then, then there's the. There's not much under 80
2: gig in the hard drives now. It's oh no, you wouldn't. You'd be mad
1: to get less. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you get an iPod that's 160 gig now. <laughs> so you know, it again, it just pays to shop around. It just pays to know what you want. You always walk in informed. I want to buy a computer because I want to mm. access the internet. I want to buy a computer because I want to play really cool computer games that mm. you know you've got to know the answer to those questions or you'll be sold to doubt it's like buying a car yeah. you don't need a, a, a car with seven seats if you've only got three people in your family mm. so you've got to know the answers to the questions before you go in there so anyway that's just the way it is there's one thing I wanted to mention um, mm-hmm. many many weeks ago we start we talked about Foxtel digital and, and how I have Foxtel IQ and I don't know that I mentioned at the time the internet version of Foxtel IQ I can I can sit here tonight and I can log onto the Foxtel website. I've registered my account with Foxtel on the internet so that I can log in using mm-hmm. a, a username and a password. And I can look at the uh, look at the program guide. Now, I leave here at 11, get home about 11.40. If there's a program that, that's on at 11 or 11.15 or 11.30 or even overnight, I can set it to record mm-hmm. right here on the computer. And it sends a signal back to my home to the Foxtel IQ box Yeah. and it will record. It's got a hard drive in it. Mm-hmm. It's connected via via a phone line, but it sends the signal mm-hmm. down the normal oh, yeah. uh, cable. Mm-hmm. Bingo. I can set my computer, via my computer, I can set my Foxtel IQ to record any program on the next seven days. How
2: expensive is it to set up a little camera at home or your office and you want to keep an eye on it to make sure no one's uh, breaking in or something and then you can look at it from a remote if you've computer? Got, if
1: you've got ADSL, i.e. Mm-hmm. you've got the internet on all the time, Yep. Uh, let's say you've got a Wi-Fi little network, you can get Wi-Fi cameras that do exactly that. Mm-hmm. You know, just webcams basically. You set up a webcam and you leave it on all the time, mm-hmm. and you can make it so you can access it from home. You gotta be very careful because security issues. You know, you're basically opening up your your, your camera, let alone your home, to mm-hmm. to security. Because if if you can look at it, it means that in the end someone ah, else can. Other people can look at it. Yeah. Yeah, sure, it can be password protected, but mm-hmm. you've got to remember that passwords can be hacked and all those things. So, be mm-hmm. a bit careful with that sort of thing. But yeah, there's wonderful things you can do with cameras and that sort of stuff these days. Well,
2: thanks very much, Trevor. Your website
1: again? TrevorLong.com. As I said, we've got the AnyLoop Sanyo batteries there to give away. Just log on, make a comment, and we'll send you some batteries maybe next week. But um, plenty of reviews there of the iPods, some mobile phones, all different things, and that new Sanyo waterproof camera, which um, we'll give away three of those over the next few months leading up to Christmas.
2: Fantastic. Have a great week. Look forward to seeing you next Thursday night. See you night. next Thursday. Bye for now. EFTM.
0: You're listening to the EFTN podcast. EFTM. <laughs>
1: that uh, was fun. It was fun. i got to say, I enjoyed listening to it. I haven't listened to any of my shows back ever. I've never listened to myself. I listened to that whole 45 minutes in case there was something stupid in it. Uh, and there wasn't. It was weird, but it wasn't. But let's just think about that, right? The first caller. By the way, I do more callers on this podcast every week than I did back then. There was only two, four, five. So sometimes we get six or seven calls here every week. So it's fascinating. Um, but anyway, um, the first caller, I'm like, hey, listen, uh, don't get dial-up. Go straight to ADSL. I mean, the fact that dial-up was still an option 15 years ago. Uh, email problems still happening. Channel 7, you know, bidding on an unwired and owning engine. Back then, such a big deal. Talking about digital cameras and how SD cards were the future. iMovie being a cool thing. And then you got to call about partitions and whin- me whinging about software updates. I still do that. Wikipedia, not the behemoth that it is today, but still a word of warning. Trying to explain what Skype is, for crying out loud. Also, who picked up on the, for a gaming PC, get two gigabytes of RAM? And we're talking about dual core processors. You know, the ability to set your Foxtel remote record. I still think that's cool. Uh, Remote security cameras, you know, doing giveaways. We're doing 31 giveaways in 31 days right now. Um, So doing giveaways, it was something I loved doing back then still. And the, the funniest part of it all, it was travelong.com, which still works, by the way. It just takes you to my Facebook page. Um, and if you want a real trip down memory lane, go to archive.org, look up TrevorLong.com and and have a read of those things from back then. It is a huge blast from the past. I'm, I I really did enjoy doing that. Um, it's like I want to do it again. Um, anyway, let me know what you think. If, if, if you hated it, let me know. If you loved it, let me know. Um, otherwise, thank you for listening back again next week we'll take your calls next week again on the eftm podcast lots coming up lots of tech news this week so listen to two blokes talking tech the movie podcast this week is interstellar um thank you for listening we'll uh see you next week